Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. It's time to feature Sauce Magazine's hit list. For those who don't know, the list features what Sauce calls must-try recently opened restaurants in the area. Joining me in studio are Catherine Claney, Sauce's man- managing editor, that is, and staff writer Matt Sorrell. Nice to see you both once again. Good to, see you, to see you, too. Matt, I'm going to start with you because I learned a new word in getting ready for this. Okay, what's the word? Cidery. Cidery, yes. I've never heard of cidery. <laughs> I've heard of cider, but not cidery. Yeah. Well, cidery is just a place where they make cider, so easy so enough. I figured that out, but I've never <laughs> seen it before. Yeah, well, actually, we're lucky because we're getting uh, – we just uh, debuted St. Louis's first dedicated cidery. There's, so there's other breweries around town that make cider, but this is the first one that actually is dedicated just to cider. It's called Brick River Cider Company. Uh, they just opened uh, about a week or so ago officially uh, on Washington Avenue at 2000 Washington. And um, they have uh, debuted with four different ciders. They have a Cornerstone Cider, sort of a farmhouse homestead cider and a, a beer-inspired Brewer's Choice Cider and a Firehouse Rosé, and they're all really, really nice. Um, but uh, they don't just have cider. They also have a really nice food program, and uh, so it's an executive chef named Carlos Hernandez. And then Christopher Lee, who's a very famous chef around town, uh, consulted on the menu. So they put together uh, a menu of uh, sort of dishes based on rustic fare from England and France, uh, so things like pork Normandy, uh, they have a really nice trout uh, fillet that I had the other night that is really, really good, outstanding stuff. Uh, so well worth a visit. Cider's been around for a long time, but it seems to be making something of a comeback resurgence or something yeah. in, in the last uh, couple of years. It definitely definitely has. I mean, it's, it's an age-old beverage for sure, but uh, – a lot of people who maybe find beer too heavy or too bitter or whatever uh, sometimes gravitate towards cider. Uh, my problem with ciders has always been that they tend to be a little bit sweet for me. It's um, almost like boozy apple juice. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, Brick Rivers actually has uh, a really nice. They're 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 more dry and and uh, uh, tart and uh, not very not not terribly sweet at all. So they're very very um, you know nice. More wine-like than, More, yeah, than exactly. sugary. The one I had was the um, that I really liked was the Firehouse Rosé, which is almost like a brute sparkling wine, really. Mm. Is it a, what we would call hard cider? Uh, well, it's hard cider in that it, it does have alcohol. Um, so that um, that would be the the reason for the that okay. nomenclature. But it's, yeah. it, it's not cider that has booze mixed in with it. It's, right. It's, it it's is fermented, fermented, fermented fruit yes. juice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Catherine, what have you got? Sure. So uh, yet another hit list worthy option has opened in Maryland Heights, D.D. Mao. Uh, so this is uh, sort of a space that offers customizable Vietnamese bowls. They're fast, casual. It's bright and airy in there. You step up to the counter and place your order. You basically pick your base of either vermicelli rice noodles, uh, plain rice, or salad greens, and then you pick a sauce and a protein, and there's all sorts of different pickled vegetables and accompaniments that come with those. So we really liked um, the fried tofu and the pork as far as proteins go. The tofu was really nice and lightly fried. It wasn't really heavy and weighed you down. And then the pork was really thinly sliced, but very tender. I was expecting it to be tough when I saw it, but it was actually very nice. Um, but we put the uh, Viamese vinaigrette and the uh, the fried tofu atop the rice noodles. And like I said, it comes with lots of crunchy, fresh things, lettuce, cucumber, cabbage, pickled veggies. So you get mm. a lot of different textures and flavors to play with. Um, and the vinaigrette was really light and, and fresh and a little, a little funky. It, it had a nice uh, balanced flavor to it. Um, and just in case that sounded too healthy, you can uh, put, they serve it with an egg roll on top. So that was nice. Um, if you want a more filling option, like I said, the pork is really nice. There's also banh mi, which are those handheld Vietnamese sandwiches. 
And it was really nice. It was a perfect balance of cucumbers, pickles, mayonnaise, your choice of protein again, or also uh, there's a sneaky jalapeno or two that slides in there. Um, and there's plenty of snacks. You could honestly build a meal out of just the snacks. They have Vietnamese egg rolls, like I was saying, that are filled with uh, ground shrimp or pork. Um, and they're crispy and light. And the flavor is really, really uh concentrated inside those. And then there's also these fluffy bao sliders, which are these like light fluffy bao buns that are kind of filled almost like a taco. Um, and you can pick your protein again on those. But those are, I think you get like two for $7. So they're mm. a pretty good deal. You could order two of those and be, or two orders of those and ha- be very happy. So a few snacks could easily make a great meal as well. It sounds like pork is, is among the staples in Vietnam, Vietnamese cuisine. That's very true. From from what I know of Vietnamese cuisine, pork is definitely a staple. Um, yeah. Chicken. There's a lot of, uh, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, I think there's a lot of seafood in Vietnamese as well because it's, it's think so. Right, depending on what, probably what region of the country, depending but on for what sure. Region, but, yeah. yeah, but pork is definitely a staple. And you mentioned they, they sneak a jalapeno or something. <laughs> I, I've always thought of Vietnamese food as being quite spicy when you, when you want it to be. Definitely, yeah. yeah. You can definitely the, – the, a lot of East Asian cuisines especially come with a variety of different condiments to kind of customize your bowl mm. to your preference um, or your dish to your preference. And a, a chili oil or chili uh, ch- powder is definitely among those condiments. You can yeah. definitely spice it up. Yeah, Matt, back to you. Uh, this next one is I find vo- most interesting because of the way they serve food. But you, you take <laughs> yeah. it away. <laughs> well, the next thing I'm going to talk about is Small Change, which is a new bar that uh, just opened up in Benton Park area. This is uh, from the folks behind Planner house in uh, Lafayette Square. And so full disclosure, uh, this is very near and dear to my heart. I used to bartend at Planner's House uh, for several years. And so I'm um, very excited about this. So this bar, it uh, has been a bar for years and years. It was uh, actually um, vacant for, for quite a while before these folks took it over. Uh, so it's kind of a, a mix between um, a dive bar, neighborhood dive bar, and a cocktail bar. So they have you know, cans of beer. They have Stag and uh, some other brands. They have whiskey shots, but then they also have a really nice cocktail menu. They have rotating selection of uh, Manhattans on tap. Uh, so, um, but food-wise, what you were talking about is they don't actually have a kitchen per se. They actually serve food out of vending machines. So you can go and get a bag of Red Hot Riplets. You can get uh, a breakfast sandwich. Uh, they have a microwave if you want to heat your stuff up. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's 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 a really fun concept. Uh, they've done a really great job with the space. Right now, uh, you can tell where it is because it's on Lynch uh, in Benton Park, but there's a large broken Falstaff sign hanging off the uh, the outside of the building. So um, they are getting that fixed. I'm not sure if they're going to be putting a small change sign in there or if they're actually fixing it, it's going to remain a Falstaff sign. I'm not sure. Any place else you can think of where they have the, the this kind of a format, the vending machine format? <laughs> not in St. Louis anyway. Um, I bet you, I'm, I'm sure probably somebody's done it somewhere, but um, I think this is the first time around town that they've had a dedicated vending machine uh, menu, yeah. <laughs> so you've got to bring a pocket full of change, is that it? Pocket full of change would be good, yeah. Bring, small bring change. small change to small change. There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> Speaking of uh, speaking, speaking of small change, uh, a big change uh, to the. Uh Menu here, the Simba Ugandan cuisine. That's yes. something quite new. So, so St. Louis has a, a smattering of some authentic African restaurants. Um, we really like this place. It just opened up on uh, 
in the in the Olivet U City area. Um, these are Simba Uganda cuisine um, is owned by the same people who once owned Olive Green International Cuisine, which sort of offered a more Pan African uh, selection of food. This time they're really honing in on Ugandan cuisine. Street food really shines here. Um, the house chicken wrap is a. Uh, it, it doesn't sound like it should be very good. That's not a very exciting name, but it's really really good. There's tender pieces of dark meat and veggies tossed in this really rich umami packed sauce. It's wrapped up into a chapati, which is like a thin whole wheat flatbread. Um, and they're uh, sort, of, sort of like a tortilla, like an East African tortilla. It's wrapped up and then it's deep fried. Mm. So you kind of get this like little handheld, um, crunchy, meaty uh, meal on the go. It's really, really nice. Uh, the Rolex, which is actually a Ugandan street food. That is the name of it. Um, and also is, a watch, by the way. And also yes. a watch. <laughs> Um, but it's it's a traditional Ugandan street food that's a, a thin seasoned omelet that's rolled up in that same uh, flat bread. And so it's a great vegetarian meal on the go. Simba also offers a lot of dairy-free curries. So we uh, really like both the beef and the bean versions. And you can pick lots of different sides. They had uh, savory vegetables, uh, sweet coconut steamed rice. So a lot of really nice, very comforting, homey food. Um, and it's also a lot of great grab-and-go options as well. Are there many African restaurants, if you will, in, in the St. Louis area? There are are a handful, to my yeah. knowledge, yeah. Um, and I know I've seen some kind of open and close um, here and there. But I, I think there's there's a handful that have yeah. sort of made made uh, some headway around yeah. here. You know, um, the one that comes to mind off the top of my head is a uh, Meskrim yes. uh, over on uh, Grand, which is Ethiopian. Um, there's also uh, I believe Baida. Um, I'm not pronouncing that right, I'm sure. Uh, also on South Grand, I believe they're more Moroccan, so North African. Uh, but uh, it's, not, it's definitely not a cuisine that we have a lot of here. But I would imagine a terrific variety, given Absolutely. the number of com- countries and cultures on that continent, right. that it would be all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Ab- yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's an entire, like you said, it's an entire continent of cuisine, and it's a continent that's had so much ash- international influence over the centuries. So, yeah, I definitely would, would love to see see more uh, restaurants like that make, make their mark in St. Louis. And you don't have to bring lots of change with you to Simba, do you, to, <laughs> no. in order you to— You can if you want. Yes, uh, <laughs> but, you don't, but you don't have to use it in a vending no. machine. Okay. Well, those are the new places. They sound very exciting and very, very different. Uh, what are you looking forward to in the future in the restaurant world? Sure. So we uh, have recently heard of some new projects that are coming along in the works. Uh, one that I'm particularly excited about is uh, Four Hands Brewing Co. has launched or is getting ready to launch their new distillery, which is called 1220 Artisan Spirits. Um, owner Kevin Lemp plans to launch this brand in uh, April or May with Origin, which is an American-style gin and a complimentary 1220 tonic. So they're made <clears throat> to be paired together in a classic gin and tonic. Um, it's a project that we kn- we've known about. It's been in the works the past couple of years. Uh, Lemp tapped Rob Vossmeyer, who most recently worked at Tomstown Distillery in Kansas City, to be 1220's head distiller. So they've got somebody with real experience and know-how mm-hmm. in there. Um, Four Hands won't have a full cocktail program. They're still going to be a bre- – the brewery will be separate from the distillery. Um, so the brewery will still have – it's it's not going to offer a full cocktail program, but they will have a few of their of the 1220 spirits on tap to try. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. What else is coming along, Matt? Well, we just found this out a couple days ago. Um, uh, chef David Burke, who is a fairly well-known chef uh, on the East Coast and has several different restaurants uh, in the New York and D.C. areas, uh, he'll be opening up a restaurant called Grand Tavern by David Burke. Uh, and that's going to be in the upcoming On God Arts Hotel, which is in Grand uh, under construction here in Grand Center. Um, and should be opening up this fall. So uh, it's going to be uh, sort of a, a menu of uh, new American cuisine. Um, he uh, is also going to have um, uh, uh, a 
pretty extensive beverage program, obviously. Uh, and uh, the whole hotel is a really a cool a cool project too. Uh, there's going to be a rooftop space, uh, so that's really exciting. And he have a, a chef of that caliber putting down roots in, in a smaller market like St. Louis. Do you have any idea – this may be an unfair question, but do you have any idea what kind of due diligence restaurateurs make uh, before opening up a place? I mean, there are a lot of restaurants and a lot of places where you can drink beer and, and eat in St. Louis. What, I, I, I want to say do? that just my my impression, and this is just totally an opinion, mm-hmm. uh, I think they do a pretty good due diligence because you're talking like a lot of money um, yeah. to get something yeah. like this started. Um, and you have a lot of investors and, uh, you know, it, a lot of people are, are you know, had their, their, their money and their time hanging on these things. So I think they do a pretty good job of uh, figuring these things out. And obviously, it's still a gamble, as the restaurant business always is. But uh, but know. especially somebody like uh, like David Burke with his, his reputation and his, his brand already established, I, I think he's doing definite due diligence to come into St. Louis and, and bring his brand to, to our area. So yeah, I think there was definitely a lot of, a lot of research and, and market studies conducted for something like that. There would have to be, and I'm sure most of them do that too, but rest, a lot of restaurants close. They're, they're, sure. Know, the, the life expectancy of a restaurant is not terrific. I mean, it's it's a gamble. It's it's a tough industry to enter. Yes, you you but... have to be you have to know exactly what your market wants, and you have to be able to adapt when things change. Mm-hmm. And so, it's definitely a gamble. But I think it's it's an exciting industry, and people are so passionate about food and drink, and and I think more than they ever have been. And so, I think it's very exciting for people to enter that. Oh, sure. Yeah. We've got a, about two minutes left, and we've got a couple more places we can point to. It wouldn't be a, a sauce segment if I didn't talk to you about a new brewery, Don. No. So. <laughs> Always welcome. We have two coming. uh, Old Herald Brewing Company in Collinsville, which will also be producing uh, spirits as well under the name Ardent Spirits. Uh, They're looking to open that up by the end of the year, but that's very exciting. It's the first brewery opening up in the Collinsville area. And then a brewery opening up in Midtown, Twisted Roots Brewing Company, is set to open um, in the former six-row brewing space, Papo's Pizza Space. It was even the home of Falstaff at one point in time. That's right around the corner from Mm. you guys. Um, so that is looking. They're actually looking at open spring, right, Matt? Uh, last I heard, yeah. Yeah. So they're they're uh, two veterans in the in the local brewing industry. They've both Chris and Adam have worked in several area area breweries, including Cathedral Square, four two zero four Main Street in Belleville, uh, Four Hands and Peel. So we're excited to see what they have to offer. What's going on? We have a minute left. We what's going on in Collinsville? The last couple of times we've talked, we've mentioned places opening yeah. there, which is sort of new. It's exciting. Yeah, it's it's exciting to to see. Smaller towns, like it, it, especially, I'm from Belleville originally, so it's exciting mm-hmm. for me to see all these places that I drove through growing up, sort of coming into their own. I've recently been in Collinsville on Main Street, and there's a lot of new things popping up, a lot of new restaurants and bars and, and things. So we're we're excited to see another community in in our area building up its its independent restaurant and drink scene. That's mm-hmm. that's a really cool thing to watch. Yeah, I always like to encourage people that you know, and I'm the, I'm, a, I'm bad about this too, but you know, Illinois is just right over there, it's just it's just over the bridge, and we a lot of times it gets it gets ignored. <laughs> People think that, you know, St. Louis ends at the Mississippi River, and it really – the metro area is, is much larger than, than we give it credit for. It really isn't that long a drive from here Not to Collinsville, all. needless to say. Okay. Well, I want to thank you both once again for being with us with this one's hit list, Matt Sorrell. Great to see you again. Catherine Claney, always nice to see you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs are available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. St. Louis on the Air is produced by Alex Hoyer, Evie Hemphill, and Lara Hamden, with production assistance from Aaron Dorr and Spencer Reed. The executive producer is Mary Edwards. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU 
Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.